Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. Danilo's free, and he goes to get First time we've seen them attack them, and there's Brendan! Well, that's what I wanted to see Robinson do. Tyler Welcome back to Red Side of Trent for the preview of the Forest game v Spurs on Friday night. I'm delighted to be joined by Flav from the Fighting Cock. Flav, how are you, mate? Are you good? Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right. I mean, um, we're recording this before, well, before the Newcastle game. So how yes. I feel about Friday will be completely different to how I feel, depending on how the result goes uh, against yes. Newcastle. But the situation that we find ourselves in won't be dissimilar because... Yeah. The, the injuries, and I'm sure we'll talk about these things, but the injuries, and, and specifically the injuries, actually, um, are the reason why pretty much every game we have the same pool of players to play who um, aren't anything like the ones that started the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do appreciate you coming on. And as you mentioned, Flav, that we're doing this before the Newcastle game because of schedules and everything. Um, but how's how's life under Ange so far? I know, obviously, early doors, it was really good. There was some... Uh, questions over how you would fill the boots of Harry Kane, but it seemed to go wonderfully until the last few weeks. It would be said, but but overall, what what how what's your feelings about about it all? Uh, we've got exactly the manager we we need um, to achieve whatever success is for Tottenham Hotspur. Given the fact that we've had none over the last thirty years, fundamentally, Ange Postecoglou had to come in and change change what we'd been for four years under. Under uh, you know Jose, under Conte, and for that brief period in Santo, so um, his job was to change the ethos and the and the environment and the way we played football. And so far, he's done that brilliantly. Um, the start of the season, you said there was ten unbeaten, eight games won, two draws. We lose Van der Ven, Madison, and Romero for three games, and suddenly the squad looks light. We knew the squad was like. We had conversations about this in the summer transfer window about what do we actually need versus what we're going to get and how many windows will it take to get what we need to continue to play like we did in the first half. Nothing much has changed, mate, in terms of our style of play. In fact, nothing has. We're still playing front foot football. We're still being gung-ho. We're still trying to influence matches. 
but the reality is a lot of the time you need quality and the quality of James Madison is irreplaceable. It's not replaceable. Um, unless you've got an abundance of money, um, like, I don't know. It's like Nottingham Forest trying to replace Gibbs White, right? It's difficult to do. He's a unique type of player. No one, no real club has two versions apart from Manchester City, perhaps as two versions of one player. So, um, so yeah, it was always going to suffer. And, and we're, we're, while we have continued to dominate possession, like Villa have been an incredible force this year and now second in the league legitimately after their win against Arsenal. When they came to White Lane, we battered them. I can't, like, yeah. we battered them with this team. We, we absolutely, like, the, how we lost that game was beyond me. But it happens in football, so you accept it. So the, my, my, the reason why I'm going on this tangent is that while we've lost players, the, the, the mentality is there. And that's what Postacoglu needs to to ensure is the reality for, for Spurs while he's manager. Um, yeah, all of, the, all of the naysayers are coming from outside of Spurs. <laughs> Of course. I mean, it, it it really baffles me how Spurs went from Pochettino, which was really exciting football. I mean, I loved watching Spurs under him. And then you went for mm. like winners who played absolutely dross and boring football. Like one of my mates is like, oh yeah, let's get Mourinho in at Forest. I'd like, no, because I'd be bored to death of yeah. shit football. He's Sorry, not... I've swore. I don't know. We've stopped swearing on this podcast. I've, I mean, yeah, it was all right, that's good to know. Crap football, crap <laughs> football. But yeah, no, it's a breath of fresh air. I think like and Angie's one of these really, really likable characters. Obviously, um, his press conferences are he, he's he's becoming a character of the of the Premier League that you liken to like a almost like a Warnock, a Holloway. Um, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of like other managers in the past yeah, who kind of yeah, come yeah, out Holloway. of these things, but but also. He's got this quality and an understanding of like how football should be played, and it's you're there to entertain at the end of the day. And and I and I really like you can't really fault him at all, especially even with the injuries like you mentioned. Like Van der Ven, you losing him is so crucial. Um, Madison, um, yeah, yeah etc. It's 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 so tough. How how's it been? Obviously, those injuries have been so impactful for the last few weeks. And but you, I I feel like you've still played really well in a lot of those games. How would you see it, Flav? Yeah, I think I think we, we we have played well. The 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 outlier would be the Wolves game where we were appalling, but that was just yeah, directly you were bad. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a terrible game. We we didn't play the way we were supposed to play until the last fifteen minutes when he brought on Bentancor and uh, Lo Celso. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that would be the outlier. That would be the one to go if we were playing like that for, during this period of injury, then you'd start to worry because essentially it would be an abandonment of what Postecoglou has asked these players to do. And perhaps these players are not capable of doing it, right? But the reality is that that was just one game. It was directly after the Chelsea explosion of self-capitulation, yes. which meant that we the midfield was completely decimated. Bentancor wasn't able... We had no creativity in midfield, and you could see it, basically. Um, and then Bentancor comes back in against Villa, and you're like, I can't believe he's back. He's as good as I remember. This is amazing. First start in eight months. Matty Cash goes for him. He's out now for three months. It's like that. That mm. there's not. There's only so much you can do, and I don't. And I'm sure Forest fans listen to this. Oh, I was Spurs fan complaining about injuries, but when you see the re- the results and the season somewhat collapse on the back of these injuries, and then you start to st- pick up pieces and start to think, actually, this could work because Benson Core is incredible, and to lose him, so he's effectively out of the last twelve months has played yeah. two games of football. 
Mm. Managed to play a whole game of football without incident for um, Uruguay uh, about five days before. But yeah, a minute comes back to Spurs. Anyway, look, I'm not, and it's not just us. You know, you've got... You've got um, Forrest have got a fair few injuries, I think. And, and yeah, Luke, yeah. Luke I mean, Carson. striker injured. Yeah, he's uh, it's a good job he's not playing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, I can't remember what the question was, but it, it, we, we've we been playing a, 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 a style of football that has been evident all season. Just sometimes in football, results don't happen. Like against West Ham, again, controlled the game. They had two opportunities, fortuitous opportunities in that. The ball landed exactly where they needed them to land. It could have gone anywhere. But yeah, um, I'm completely and utterly convinced that how we feel now due to the results is a temporary feeling and that Spurs will get back on track. I'm not saying we'll win eight of the next 10 games, but we'll start to get back on track. And um, I don't think anyone will enjoy playing playing Tottenham, but you just need bodies back, basically. Yeah. I've I I don't I've I've got about a million podcasts to catch up, so I'm still trying to catch up on yours and James's uh, podcast. Obviously, yeah. James and Flav for now. For people that don't know, go check it out. It's 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 brilliantly hilarious. Um, Cheers, and, mate. <laughs> and, and and waffle, which I, I appreciate in terms of football because it's like football and waffle. It's great. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't know if you've had this conversation with him because I know he likes to ask these poignant questions, Flav. But how many games does Ange have to go? Without yes. winning a game and, yeah, and whilst playing this style, um, because obviously it, you can play great football for so long, but if you're not getting results, that's what kills football fans at the end of the day, isn't it? So, like, yeah, no, I mean, if we play, yeah, no, I mean, the answer to your question, we did talk about this, and my answer on my on the pod was 15 games on a bounce we'd lose before I would say, yeah, right, maybe you ain't the right man. <laughs> that was. Obviously, no no manager in world football survives 15 games losing, right? It just doesn't happen. Um, the point is, what would be more worrying for me is if Postacoglu abandoned everything that he's that's made him arrive at this position at Tottenham all the way around the world at 57, finally gets his shot at Spurs, and he has always played this brand of football. If there is an abandonment of that, then what is he doing here? What's the point? If he suddenly yeah. goes, this isn't working now, I'm going to rip it up and play a different brand of football, I would be genuinely worried. It would be, the writing would be on the wall and he would be out before the end of the season. So what is more important? That he, he embeds this philosophy in the players, that they know that they have to play a certain way with this manager, otherwise they won't play. And if it doesn't work, then you replace him with someone else down the line. But do not abandon what... what what everything you've you you built and, and every every principle of which you apply your football, the players wouldn't respect it. He wouldn't do it because of, of who he is and what all the things he said. So it, the results, if you believe that in this moment, are inconsequential. To me, it doesn't matter that we lost to Villa. It doesn't matter that we lost to to West Ham. Of course, in those moments, it really hurt, but you can see what's what's happening. Imagine if Arsenal would have sacked Arteta free, when they lost three games on the bounce at the start of the new season. Mm. There was calls for it from lots of Arsenal fans, screaming for him to go. They were printing T-shirts. Right? That's how grateful they were for him. And look what, look what he's done to them. Like They're one of the best teams in the league, if not Europe. So, um, yeah, it doesn't matter how many games we lose. Right now, you can see the performances are there. The results are just not coming. That's all. If it yeah. was... If, we, if we'd had five games of that performance against Wolves, 
then I'd be like, oh, this isn't going to work in the Premier League. For whatever reason, this tactic won't work. But we had 60 minutes of terrible football at Wolves and the rest has been absolutely fine. It's just the results haven't been there. Yeah, I mean, I think as, as if I was a player under Postacoglu, I, I don't think you could really complain about the style because it's front foot, it's get forward, let's be excited. I mean, what 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 what's more, what would you yeah. not like about that? It's very strange. It's it's strange. So yeah, I do I do think you'll turn it around, but I just, I just wanted to ask a question. I feel it was no, it's, an it's important a fair one. Yeah, definitely because I kind of liken it to I said this about Vincent Company at the start of the season where he was playing this kind of total football with a Burnley side. And I was like, well, he can't play this whole season because he's just going to get found out. And he had got found out quite a lot. And then they go beat Sheffield United 5 and go, well, maybe it's a turning period. And then they lose one hell in the week to Wolves. And uh, they got, but then they got a nice draw at Brighton. So it's one of those like hard, hard balance, I guess. They, in terms they've of... talked about company being a bit more pragmatic from the start of the season. Yeah. They have talked about that. And I would, you know, he's, three years into his managerial career. Yeah. Four years. And with the Burnley side, you know, playing open, expansive football is very risky because you're essentially going man-to-man for with every club that has a better, fundamentally a better team on paper, more or less. But maybe, you know, Luton and maybe Sheffield United. But other than that, you look at every other team, they're better on paper than than, than Burnley. So they're trying to go man-for-man on and style-for-style in with with teams that they they they're going to get beat more than more than more than often than not. So yeah, but with Spurs, you know, we spent more more money than seventy five percent of the league. So if you're spending that level of money and charging the amount of money that it costs to go to watch Tottenham, there needs to be a brand of football that is is um, is entertaining, and we need to believe that we can compete with Manchester City and Liverpool and Arsenal on the pitch. Um, and play the, uh, a similar brand of football as to them. Not do what Conte did, which was to close up shop, be terrified of everybody, and just hope that we can rely on the uh, qualities of Kane and Son to get us out. Whereas Poster Coglu has come in and said, no, actually, this is this is how we're going to play, and this is what where we belong. And if you look at the games against Manchester City, for, 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 I mean, a draw was a fair result. Arsenal, I thought we should deserve to win at their place. And we beat, we beat Liverpool, albeit... They had nine men, but the uh, <laughs> and uh, you know the VAR so controversial. <laughs> well, I mean, it's controversial if it's Liverpool, yeah, sure, but it happens all the time. So I don't, I have no absolutely zero sympathy for Liverpool or um, or anybody really who complains about VAR. <laughs> I'm just, are you not, are you not Adam sick to the back teeth of? I'm sick to the back teeth of VAR. I want it to go right, but it ain't going anywhere, right? Every conversation around every game now is about refereeing and VAR. Oh, it's it's boring. We've got to get on with it. Just got to, they, these decisions are going to happen. Just get on with it. I feel like there's more conversations about referees since VAR than there was 100%. before. It's 100%. so boring. It's so so boring. Um, uh, I did yeah. try to find the pod to try and remember what I said about him, but I'm pretty sure I can probably tell you because. Yeah. But I'd like to get your thoughts now. You've had him for several months. What what's your early opinion um, on him? So my opinion is I will not judge him yet. Um, £47 million looks like a lot of money. Uh, But when he has played in his position on that right-hand side and Kulusevski has tucked in, you've seen a much better player than when we had to play on the left. So we've lost... I don't want to bang on about our injuries again, right? But I'm just going to explain why Ben and Johnson is having to play on the left. There's four, three players ahead of him as a left winger. Um, you had Perisic, he's been ruled out for his, the entire season. Manuel Solomon, 
uh, four months when it happened. And then obviously Richarlison, who is barely a footballer, let alone a left winger. Um, <laughs> so Brendan Johnson's been forced to play out of position and he doesn't look... He doesn't look comfortable on the left-hand side. And while he, he had a great assist crossing for Kulisevsky. Yeah. Uh, typically, it just doesn't feel balanced when you're, when you're watching him. Um, it's almost like he's spent his entire time looking at the pitch a certain way and behaving and reacting to the game of football from the right-hand side. But the minute he's on the left, he doesn't quite know what to do. Um but there have been moments where he lights up, like his pace is, and you know. But when he, when he goes, when there's space for him to run into, it's frightening how fast he is. And yeah. some people have been critical of his, um, his finishing and his, his passing, but I actually think it's been very good. And so um, I think Brennan Johnson is a raw player, a uh, one that there is more to come from. And in a system that is settled, where everyone knows their roles, I think he's going to excel and get better. You know, he's um he's an exciting, exciting player and has lots of pace, lots of confidence. His head never drops. He's bought in completely. You can see how passionately he celebrates with the other team. He's always at front and centre of all of that. Um, and most importantly, Postacoglu trusts him because he's every time he's been fit, he's got an injury um, straight away, first game, and he was out for about a month. Uh, more or less, I think. And um, but every time he's been fit, he started. So that just shows you what Postacoglu thinks of him, and that's much more important than what I think of him. Because what the fuck do I know? I'm not on the I'm not, I'm not on the training pitch with him. I can just watch him as 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 we do. And I could I'd like to see him through the middle, and I'd like to see him on, on the right hand side play regularly. And I'd like to see Kulusevski yeah. drop into midfield. When I watched him against Arsenal, first game he started, I, and yeah. I and I saw him come up on the left, I went. I don't know what I didn't really get it, and I didn't think he did that much in the game personally. And then I seen mm. him play right against City, and he got yeah. the ball where he took a touch, first touch into space for Guardiola, and he just left him for dead. And I was thinking, you've got to keep play, you've got to play him right side. I've said I said this to you on on your pod, Flav. That, that to, is, yeah. that's what you said. You 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 identified it straight away. He just looks so awkward on the left wing because he's not. That player that naturally cuts inside, he does want. He's an old-fashioned winger, which which it's like a throw. It's a complete throwback to the nineties and the early two thousands, really. Of get the ball down the line and cross it, or or, or run or whatever you want to do. But no, it's it's going to be an interesting return for him. I do expect him to get like a largely a good reception from the Forest faithful, and then a constant booing of when he gets the ball during the game, because that's just how it's going to be. It's got yeah, to be of course. So it should be. We've, yeah, um, maybe his, his international teammate Nico Williams will smash him into the front row of the Brian Clough stand <laughs> early doors and set the tones. That's what I'm hoping for. But well, I don't. I, he, he, you might see him on the bench um, right. because I think Richarlison is going to be started and potentially. Um, well, we we did a preview for the the Newcastle game and, and we we think that Richarlison's going to be brought back into the side for God knows what reason. <laughs> um, but he's he's played on the left a lot for his career, and and he can exchange, he can interchange with Son very seamlessly in those two positions. So I think tactically, you'll probably you might see that. Um, there's always the risk that going back is he is there too much distraction for Johnson? Like you say, if he's available, he has to play on the right hand side. It might happen because of the injuries we've got in midfield that Kulisevsky has started to play in like this eight slash ten role and off the not off the right. 
but you just sh- like what's being asked of Brendan Brendan Johnson isn't the same. You know, it's not would never be asked of Kulisevsky, right? You'd never see mm-hmm. Kulisevsky on the the left. They wouldn't play him there because he's too specialist. Whereas Johnson's looked looked at as a little bit more of a has an, an ability to be a utility player in those two roles. But um, it's clear that he needs to play on the right, and I think everybody knows that. It's just that the situation is what it is, and he's doing his best to. Um, to affect the game in a positive way when he has to play on the left. We had a similar situation last season where we had no right winger because Kulisevsky was injured and Conte was having to play um Conte was having to play Richarlison on the right. And it was the same thing. It's like yeah. it, it doesn't work out there. He's an inside forward rather than an old fashioned winger like Johnson. So he's I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really hopeful for it and really um potentially excited well I am excited about what we might see from him but it's he's he, what's been asked of him currently is unfortunate. For everybody, really, because, like you say, he's not a level guy. Yeah, going into the game, Flav. Um, obviously, with the, I know we're, I know you're not playing Newcastle, so it's hard to really judge. But from the players you've got available, say, say if everyone got some scathe from today, um, in 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 a, in a scenario, what 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 would you say is your weaknesses in terms of like certain players in your armor? Because yeah. although I really like Udogi at left back. He looks yeah. like an absolute hothead every week, but he's brilliant. He's like he's like entertaining to watch because he's just, yeah. you just don't know what he's gonna do. Like, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, going forward and going backwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, Chelsea, at Chelsea, before the Chelsea game, there was no evidence of that. But he has he has had a few. I mean, he <laughs> gave the ball away against West Ham for them to um, to go 2-1 go up. Um, he's got sent off against Chelsea. Um, but no, Dogi isn't, certainly isn't a weakness. He's a strength in, the, in our team. And like, if you're going to look at ways to get at Tottenham, Poro and Adogi are probably some of our most effective players. Like Poro on the right, yeah, he's sensational. Yeah, I've seen that. You, I mean, you seem to have watched Spurs as much as I have. Like the, you seem to know. <laughs> like I, I'm not educating you here, so I'm, I'm, I don't want to say anything that's too obvious. But sometimes, you know, you you do these things and people haven't watched you play. But Poro and Poro and Adogi, everything good comes through them. They, they slip into midfield when we have the ball and create essentially two other midfielders that enable whoever the eights are to get forward um, and into the box. And sometimes even they arrive into the box. And it's well, why, why Postacoglu's tactic is, is, is really hard to read and sometimes defend against. And partly why it can fall apart is because the players are given so much freedom to make decisions. Um, it, Postacoglu's spoken about if Adogi and Poro get the ball and they see an opportunity or a space to fill, then they, it's their obligation to make that decision. Not 
based on the tactic or the, the, the system here, this is what we need you to do. You need to attack that space and create opportunity from it. And our tactic or our job is to make sure that if you decide to do that, then there is a way of us countering any counterattack, so defending any issues that come from you making this adventurous run. So often you're seeing things you haven't seen in other games. That's, again, part of the fascination and entertainment of post uh, football. Anyway, Odogi and Poro are not issues in with, uh, as fullbacks. Ben Davis is an issue. He's done his best. Um, this is the first time I think I've ever seen him playing a back four. Certainly for Spurs, he's played never played as a centre centre uh, centre back in a back four. He's done it in a back three, but uh, he's done a good job and I respect it. And you know he's played over four hundred games for Spurs, so it's not like a you know this is a player that we um, you know he's, he's, we, he's we have a fondness for him, but he's not a centre back in a back four. So that's an issue we can be got at there. Um, midfield, we don't know what's going to happen, really. Um, my preference would be Basuma, Kulisevsky, and Lacelso. Um, but it could be Basuma, Hoybier, Lacelso, Basuma, Hoybier, um, <laughs> Kulisevsky. I don't know. There's not the midfield is the issue because they're all gone, they're all bloody missing apart from Basuma. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, that's why that that's if we're not competitive in midfield or not able to keep the ball, then those are the areas that you can get out, get us at. Um, obviously, the system is super wide in terms of the wingers, which means there's relative, there's a lot of space to be counter-attacked counter on. But um, my preference would be, uh, yeah, that midfield of Basuma, Kulisevsky, Lacelso, Johnson on the right, Son through the middle, and probably Brian Hill, but it'll probably be Richarlison. Fair enough. Um, I did want to get your viewpoint on the situation at Forest and and your thoughts, obviously going into. I I, I really appreciate it. it's hard to, to to judge anything because you're not playing Newcastle yet today. Mm. But from a outsider's perspective, as someone who's who who's you can kind of look at it as a neutral, what what have you made of the situation at Forest? Obviously, we lost lost four games on the bounce, and then we drew at Wolves yesterday. Cooper's very much on the cliff of being sacked um i do what I'd, I'd like your opinion and, and kind of like what your thoughts are going into friday because it does look like we're going to still have him for friday but there's a huge huge siege mentality from fans that would like to still see him be the manager but there's also that understanding that we've only won once in 12 games and you kind of can't really ignore that um yeah i mean is that so you you're, I, I can't tell from outside whether you want him on or, or you don't want him. I think it, it, it's, 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 it's very like, I'd love him to stay because of what he's done. And he's got such a connection with the supporters because he's very much of a man of the people. He gets it. He, he's come from a similar kind of background almost. He's almost like got that thing of like where he's come from in Wales is very similar to Nottingham. So maybe that's where, where he can join draw similarities. But... So you want to keep him for that sort of circumstances, <laughs> but yeah. results don't lie. And unfortunately, and we've spent a lot of money and the owners come out of his ambitions of let's get higher up the league. He wants to, to achieve sooner than later, which is a bit of a, so it's, I, I like it, but it's also alarming and a bit unrealistic. Didn't you um, go through even if pe- even, period before though and he was given a new contract there was a similar sort of it might, might not have been as bad as this but I mean it, the, I thought that, I think the situation last season was kind of you kind of 
understood it because you're a newly promoted side. You've spent a lot of money you've signed 30 players. It's bloody stupid. Mm. So given the circumstance, I think all supporters were like, well, this is it. Let's just get behind the team. We've not been here for a long time. Let's enjoy it at least and, and like shout and sing as much as we can to help it. This season was kind of like, right, let's get in. Let's like establish ourselves. Again, it's not quite gone to plan and we spent more money on better players. So it's... Very it's also difficult. off the back of one of the worst performances you're likely to see this season from any well, Ever- team. I thought Everton was really bad, and then Fulham come, and it was like a completely downing of tools. It was like it was like two o'clock on a Friday on a work site where everyone's just like chucked, chucked hammer in the air and gone. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Sorry, I'm sorry again. I'm terrible today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it. That, that was just, that was how it looked from a footballing point of view. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you look at that and you look at the Everton game. I didn't see that, but I, I, I was listening to um, a lot of the fallout. A lot of Forest fans were ringing up TalkSport afterwards and I was listening to the, what they had to say. And, and they were talking about their admiration for, similar to what you're saying, for Cooper, but this doesn't seem to be working. Um, and yet getting a result, a, a draw against Wolves is, is a decent result. Um, it does from the outside feel like you're coming to the end of your journey together mm. and that the, given the fact that Palace have constantly, it's, I don't know if you've been, I'm sure you're aware of it, but there's this link to Palace while he's in your job. It's almost as if Palace are waiting for him to be let go so that at some point, probably at the end of the season, when they're done with Roy Hodgson, he'll walk into that job. That's what it feels like. Yeah. So you've got, you got those two narratives running parallel to each other. Forest feel like they need to find something else, and you know Palace looking to him uh, Cooper as a as the next thing for them. So it kind of makes sense. Sometimes in football, it just there's this sort of marriage of events that benefits everybody. I would be worried though, right? Unless the players have he's lost the dressing room, and that's a horrible cliche because it's very like you listen to ex players and they say like it doesn't really happen like you lose in the dressing room very rarely anyway. Not how you think it happens on outside where there's an open revolt against the manager or the players refuse to do what they're asked to do. They don't. They don't down tools. They do get on with it and they do. They do. Um, you know, just to the best of their abilities, play out there the, 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 whatever's been asked of them. But what you probably lose when people get fed up is that five five percent so you're not giving absolutely everything and maybe that's what's happening at forest but you know as popular as he is it's uh it's a shame and it'll be a great thing if he does leave with and he should do on good terms because of what he's the reason why we're having this conversation right now is because of him um so yeah but what i mean the worry though is who if not him yeah, I mean, there's been, uh, I don't know his first name, weirdly enough, I don't actually look it up, Glasner, who took Eintracht from for won the Europa yeah. League. Um, Has he been linked, has he? Yeah, him, Lopetegui, um, and they're the two main candidates. And then there was a, a thing that come out that uh, in the Athletic from Dan Taylor, who, who's, who's a writer for them and a Forest fan, and he said that um, the ownership's ambition was actually to have Marco Silva as a manager and take us up, but unfortunately he was at Fulham and then took them up. So, yeah. Um, that's an interesting one. So right. So if you if you have the opportunity for Glasner or Lopetegui now, given this situation, I think that's an upgrade. Glasner, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that's Glasner. Um, the question is, would Glasner would Glasner have been able to do what Cooper has done? Probably not. But can he do what Cooper can't right now? If that makes any sense. 
then probably look at what what he's done. His his reputation was we 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 were linked with him constantly. Um, is he without a club then? I believe so. Yeah. Weirdly. Wow. All right. That's not true. But I, Lopetegui's um, an incredible manager as well. Of course. Yeah. Well, both but won the Europa League, haven't they? So. Yeah, but then Gary O'Neill's got much more out of Wolves than he got. Seems like a, a siege mentality there, like a big, like a big fu and fingers up to the rest of the league with Carrie O'Neill, which I, which I really appreciate. To be fair, yeah, of course. Um, he's he's completely changed my perception on him uh, as a PE teacher to a, an actualist, uh, half decent manager. Would you have him at Forest if he was on a f- available? You wouldn't. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, it's an interesting one. But uh, how do you see the game going Friday night? I know it's difficult to say, but. Um, Friday night under the lights, it's always a... I'm sure it's the same at Spurs. Great occasion, great atmosphere. Um, everyone's finished uh, work. It's it's a lovely time. Good. <laughs> Until the football uh, starts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm always confident. And like, like I say, our performances haven't dropped. It's just the results haven't come. Um, we will have the same set of players that we'll have. We, we have had for the last excuse me, month or so. <clears throat> so... Um, I'm always confident. I feel like we will win and uh, and look impressive doing it. But there will be opportunities for Forrest. But, I mean, how have you, in terms of possession, how have you been setting up? Has there been a defensive block? Because to the best, the best way to beat us is to nullify the possession by sitting back, soaking up, defending well, being organised, and then taking your opportunities when they come. That's how Villa did it, and that's how West Ham did it. Because I, I, at home we've been, we looked a little bit blunt in an attack in terms of putting the ball in the net. Yeah, at home we've I think we've tried to be on the front foot against Everton. It was we had loads of possession, but we're absolutely awful with it. Um, so yeah, but yeah, we've we've I think apart from Villa, I think we try to be more possession based. I think against Spurs, I don't I, I can see it being what it was against Wolves, where we, we we went back to what we know with a with a back five, three midfield and a two up top. But to be fair, that's against bad, Wolves, that's, that's that's a good opportunity. That, that would be you could probably get something out of the game if you do that. Against Wolves, we had a really good period yesterday where they could not get out of their half for love or money. So there's opportunity there. <laughs> For, for sure, I, f- I feel like we're gonna have to contend with a low with with so many more moving parts that Spurs will offer because you're gonna get runners from left, right, and centre. So it's gonna be difficult. But yeah, I think if we can try and frustrate you for as long as possible, we might nick something, especially with the crowd behind. That's it, Cooper, as, as we said. So it's that's it's, it. Is Sir George, how's Sir Jory getting them? Oh, he's awful this season, Flav. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> he's Mate. he's what 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 you what, what all Spurs fans described him as this for for. But last season he was incredible. This season he's been a shadow of that player. I, I've always, I always liked him. I always liked. Him. I, I, I like. I, I still really like him. He was against Everton. He was so bad. Really, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I just he was like pointing to the ball when it like barely it was never going to go out of play. Like for someone else to go, it was like Serge, you're meant to be going to get the ball. But. <laughs> It is what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, largely, <laughs> largely, I like him, but he's he's been rubbish this season. It's safe to say. But what are your score predictions? I'm going to say three one Spurs. 
I mean, it was better than last season. I guess you won 2-0 with Harry Kane being the difference there. But but we weren't... That wasn't an unconvincing winning for me. You were it. rubbish. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say it. You were Cheers. rubbish. It was Conte, Cheers. boring football, but you won and I would rather win than play lovely football sometimes. <laughs> nah, no, I mean, uh, not, not after three years of it, you wouldn't. You'd be like... Oh, there was that we've never. I was so. We, I think we're in similar situation as we were last year in terms of points amassed at this stage. Not we, it can't be that much different. And I was so miserable last year. Yeah. I didn't even want to watch my team play. Like imagine we, we, that, not wanting to watch your own team play. It's but, it, it's a it's a different like um, <coughs> feeling though. I think for Spurs fans because you know you're never going to get relegated. You're never going to be in that danger. I could have. Oh, I, I mean, I ne- you never say never. No, of course. But you're never going to get relegated. <laughs> I, I, I don't... Yeah, I mean, it would take something absolutely catastrophic for us to get relegated, yes, because fundamentally, where, where what you spend on wages is roughly where you... Unfortunately, is where you end up in the league. So for us to have that amount of quality in our squad because of the amount of money we're able to spend, uh, if we were to get relegated, it would be... I mean, it happens. It can happen. Santos, I don't know if you saw Santos in Brazil got relegated for the first time in their entire career. It, yeah, history of the madness. club. Yeah, oh, my so... their striker for January, to be fair. But I think he's going to go on to bigger and better things. <laughs> Who's that then? Uh, Marcus Leonardo, I think his name is. How much football do you actually watch, mate? I don't watch. I don't watch him. But we've there's a lad who who's a a South American like. He does a magazine, but he's a Forest fan, and we've had him on here for. Right. Um, so I follow him on Twitter. So I just get all of my information from Nathan Joy. So I give him a plug. He does the Copper Club. If you're interested, Flav, it's it's good stuff. He gets like Tim Vickery on and people like that, and on there. Okay. But uh, he right. knows a lot of because we've signed a lot of Brazilians like Murillo's. Uh, you'll see if you've not watched him this season, he's bloody brilliant. He's too good for us. So at centre back, really? yeah, he's okay. really really good. Well, we need um, centre backs. Uh, yeah, well, we want more money than you paid for Brennan Johnson for him. Really? He's a far, he's a far better player. Like, what are, you, what's up, what are you talking, 60, 70 million? That sort of I'd want 100 million because he's going to win the Champions League one day, this kid. Really? He's that good? He's that good. Yeah, he's raw, but he's that good already. Shit, all right. What is it? Anyone sniffing around him? Not yet, but I'm sure. I don't think it'll take long. <laughs> I've, I've, I, I, I seriously don't think it'll All take right. long. If Spurs somehow sniff around him and score, uh, score, once always buy him, then uh, we'll do another pod. But the, I, uh, <laughs> I don't think we're looking at that to replace what it's seen, the, the rumor won't go away. Is Lloyd Kelly uh, uh, trying to bring him in from Bournemouth? That's a downgrade for you guys. No offense to Lloyd Kelly, but it should be worrying. Well, the, issue, the issue we've got in the same way that we've got with Kane is you need someone who is willing to not play. Because Van der Ven and, Rom- <laughs> yeah. Van der Ven and Romero are not going to start if they're fit. Yeah. The fact is that Romero can't not be suspended. Like he's, He gets sent <laughs> off once every 18 games. And Van, der- <laughs> Van der Ven has a hamstring injury. So, yeah, but so you yeah. need a player who's better than Ben Davies, but not as good as Van der Ven, who's just happy to do nothing on the bench. It's a tricky situation. Yeah, that's it. Well... Thank you very much for coming on, Flav. I know, Pleasure, um, I, like I said, I've mentioned loads of times you come on before the Newcastle game, so I appreciate all the insight you could give my mm. our listeners, our listeners, not mine, our listeners. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I no, appreciate that. Um, I, I, good luck for today. 
Cheers. Newcastle. Um, not good for Friday. No, um, fair play. We, we, we need it. We need a win. We need to keep Cooper up or get rid of Cooper. Some, in one way or another, we're going to know more information come Friday night. So that's, I guess, I think win, even if he keeps you up and he stays by the end of the year, and not that that I'll, will happen, then he's still going to go, right? He'll still feel I, like... I think, I think that. I said yeah. that at the start of the season, to be honest. I think we'll check, we'll, he won't be our manager next summer. So, so why wouldn't it be better if, uh, if there is a world where he does enable you to stay up and it's not like they're looting like as, as good as they have been at home in terms they're good they're still losing games Sheffield United I don't think Wilder has enough to keep them up I know they, uh, won, yesterday. they won yesterday they did win yesterday but but it's that's new manager bounce there's a buzz around the place probably getting a little bit sick of pecking bottom so they that that worked but I I don't think Forest go down this year I hope not no. <laughs> if they do was it not the end of the world is that what you're saying um i think that it's got a possibility of getting very toxic that's the really? that's the, the, the forest fans are very much like that there's no right. in between there's always a, a very extreme at both ends of the scale it's the same so. man. it's the same as spurs like there, there was people starting to go well, when when do we start to question postogoglu why can't <laughs> i why that's can't why i, I question qu- why can't I question Postacoglu? Like, well, you can, you can, but what's the what's the relevance of it? What are you saying? The Postacoglu isn't like you. You don't think he's the man? Okay, well that's fine. That's you're having a doing. great, you're having a great time, Flav. That's a great time. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, so much fun. It's 15 games into or whatever we are into a new season. It's what we are. This this. What we are right now won't be what we are next season. Everything's going to be much better. I think what makes it probably worse in in your case is you've this barren spell has happened five games in a row. Joe, if it had like been dotted in between, yeah. no one would even be questioning it. Everyone would be, oh yeah, new manager, it's going to be inconsistent, blah, blah, blah. We look good. Once we click, it will be fantastic. And that's yeah. how it goes in football. It's timing. It's so yeah. much about so you, timing. Of course it is. And you have to do your best to block out all the nonsense. Like, Cooper talked about how it was amazing that his players could ignore the sideshow and just get on with their football. That's that's what's important. You just Definitely. ignore the narrative around it. You ignore every single time Gary Neville gets the opportunity or Carragher gets the opportunity to call us naive, he will do it. It's all <laughs> nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. Their opinion is not relevant. Um, we just got to carry on. Cheers, mate. Nice, nice one. Thank you very much, Flav. If um, people want to Pleasure. check out Fighting cock the can. Jaffin is also yeah. one, one that you're always plugging it, which is, yeah. I love it. It's waffle and football. It's great. That's like it. Atletico Mints, but with more knowledge. Is that true? I don't, I've never listened to that, but I've heard it. I've heard good things. The, uh, yeah, James and Flav for now podcast. Uh, we're doing our second ever live show in London <laughs> in December. So sold out. So you can't come, come up but... north. It's more fun up north, Flav. I don't, I don't think, in my head, right? No one up north <laughs> listens to it. Like it's not for me then. Yeah, just you. Um, <laughs> you're Midlands, though, isn't you? Is that not? Is that offensive? Yeah, but everyone always says like anything of, uh, past Bob the M25 is north, isn't it? So it's, for yeah, us, it is. Midlands. But I just, how do you identify in not? Yeah, uh, we're mid- we're Midlands, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, Midlands yeah. exactly. Um, if you go Sheffield, you're north. <laughs> yeah, Sheffield's definitely you're definitely north. Maybe we will do one in the north. Maybe we will. All right, pal. Nice one. Thank you very much, Flav. Take care. Speak to you soon and come on your reds. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.